Okay, folks. Welcome back after the break and after the opening. And as we embark on this episode today, I just wanted to preface it with one statement: Well, we're here each and every day. One of my business tenant in business. I don't do a whole lot of New Year's resolutions on a personal level. I usually keep them to business. To business, and I definitely had a handful. One of them is to be more regimented, more scheduled, and try to stay to that structure each and every day. So my two church mice, they get confused, you know. <laughs> Can't keep it straight to what the format's going to be. Well, you're about to hear. I cannot say it enough before we get started. First of all, was 23 years ago. And what I'm going to do, this ties into an archival show I did about the physiology of what laughter, smiling, and the endorphins that it naturally releases. Smiling, cracking a smile, whether you got teeth or not, ha ha ha. Your face won't crack by the effort to do so. We need to interject self-healing. All the way around, whatever your preferences of doctors and all of that kind of crazy stuff, let the body allow itself with what we were gifted with. Smiling and humor, we got to get back to it. If it's not this form of humor, okay, we'll play along. You know, everybody's so selective. You have many choices to select the humor you want, but we need to get back to being happy. Smiling. When we get to the business show, I'll tell you how you can do that too. CBGA. I personally call it the happy drops because it is, and we'll talk about the science that proves it. So in a moment, hopefully, we're going to have some humor, perceived as such. We'll be right back, and thank you. Okay, everyone. Thank you for coming back. And if you did chime in to my shows, Peter and Paul, definitely on a daily basis. I just talked about this yesterday. This is all pertinent to the invaders, and we all know who they are and all of that. <clears throat> They're a thorn in everyone's side on a daily basis. I hear this constantly on a local, national, international level with everybody that I happen to cross paths with. That are in business to whatever degree they are, whether it's MLM or CLM, QVC, or any of these other ridiculous series of letters. So now we're going to start with Portland, Maine, Portland Undercover, a book I've read many times over the years. It's entitled "How to Visit New England's Hippest City Without Looking Like a Tourist," based on Portland, Maine, then. Some now 23 years ago, we're still called vacation land until somehow mysteriously that changes. Obviously, the lion's share of the state's income coming in is geared around tourism. This book was authored by Chris Barry, then a field reporter for a local newspaper that's defunct many years past, Casco Bay Weekly, and yep, 
one of the many supplemental income jobs that Grandpa Bill had was for Casco Bay Weekly. I did not work there when this gentleman did, but I did work there shortly thereafter. We're going to start with the acknowledgments in the cover of the book. Thank you for buying this book, which is now some 20 years old, easily 23-ish years now. Thanks to all my Portland friends and neighbors. Thanks to the folks at CBW Local Concern. I'll define that later, including Lael Morgan, who was and hopefully Lael's still with us. I worked for Lael. I know Lael, and her husband has some infamy here in the state as well. She's the former owner. The business, you know, bye bye and God bless Lael if she's still with us. She would easily have me by probably 15 or 20 years. Hope she's doing a lot well in retirement, if indeed she is. So most of the gang at that time who asked Chris Barry, the author of this book, at Casco Bay Weekly—that's the CBW that we certify. His job at the time was to go out into. Mostly Greater Portland, pretty much. There is some history of the state itself, but it's about Greater Portland, Portland, Maine, the waterfront, the regions geared towards tourism, and it has a very humoristic outlook when everybody could take all those kinds of things in stride. It was just good humor, teasing the tourism, making fun of the tourisms in a very jokingly funny way. That was welcomed with open arms, by the way. So, continuing in the acknowledgments in the forward of this book, some 20 years ago, local people, Portlanders. I have a few that listened in. Al Diamond at the time was integral. Lou Ann Clifford for being themselves. John McDonald, who just recently passed away, Maine humorist at the time, for professional guidance with. Chris Barry's authoring of this book. He's thanking these people back 23 years ago when he authored it. Steve, I'm going to spell it. I've been not too good on pronunciations lately. I, it's spelled B-I-T-H-E-R. I'm going to go with Bither. And his words, my rock star attorney. It was his attorney 23 years ago. He's thanking the people in the acknowledgement. For reading his book, okay, I'm not going to belabor everybody with his acknowledgments on the local level, but these are all well, hopefully still. I just alluded that one's gone by. You know, 23 years, things happen in life, <clears throat> like an account base that you retired from、mm, 40 years ago. Many of them are no longer with us in one way or the other, expired, retired, or you know, chronology. Lots of stuff happens in 20 years, right? Okay, here's a few things you need to know about Portland, Maine, directly from the introduction of the book. Portland has all the amenities of major metropolis with the feel of a small town. Everything you need is located on an easily walkable three and a half mile peninsula on the shores of Casco Bay, providing unforgettable views of islands and oceans. A vibrant and modern city with a booming economy. Stop right there. I'm going to remind everybody once again to redundancy. That was 23 years ago, when it was. Continuing, Portland's waterfront 
is beautifully gritty and busy with fishing boats. Can't help it. Gonna stop. The fishing industry. Let's all say a prayer for them. They're not filled with active fishing boats as we speak. <clears throat> Going back 23 years ago, freighters, tankers, and cruise ships. Mm, haven't seen a whole lot of those over the last three years. I query. I mm, wonder why. <clears throat> the neighborhoods are diverse in intricate and historic architecture. Still are to this day. Portland has a rich. Maine has a rich history on many fronts. Historical in Civil War, in beauty, stature, architectural design. It is truly, hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully, over the last 23 years, it's going in the wrong directions. It hopefully it stays pristine, beautiful, accessible, safe. <clears throat> Based on populace, we probably are right up there with Chicago on the murder rate. Based on populace, <clears throat> coincidentally, five of them have been in. This old port area that this gentleman used to report on 23 years ago, when we were all happy, smiling, both the tourists and himself having friendly banter about tourism in Maine. Let's take a 10-second break. We'll come back for the last 10 minutes, and I'll begin the first chapter today. And we'll continue tomorrow in our community support, locally, regionally, Portland, Maine, Main Street, Main Street, USA, Main Street around the world. As we all need to take a look at how our Main Streets are and have changed, and how are they going to change for the positive? Moving forward, we'll be right back. Okay, welcome back, and this is the closing episode. And if you are still there, God bless you. And however you got here, to include fast forwarding, as we all do, regardless of what websites, podcasts, both on the consumer side of life and professional, everybody. Fast forward, including you and including me. Thanks for being here. However, you got to this point. If you're hearing this, this is the close for today. This is about Portland, Maine community. This is about Chris Barry, the author of a book entitled Portland Undercover: How to Visit New England's Hippest City Without Looking Like a Tourist. Very funny. Very play on words. Everybody was cool, calm, and collected, and he did quite well with the book. It, it just was 23 years ago. So anyway, chapter one: Why you should visit Portland, Maine. Verbatim reading from Chris Barry's wonderful book. Here's a relaxing New England vacation. Spend an unhurried week in Portland. Eat every meal at a different great restaurant, and leisurely discover our rich history. Beautiful islands, unique shops, and magnificent views. Head to the beach for a day with a pulp novel. Hop aboard a harbor cruise with a picnic lunch. Walk around the arts district and check out the many galleries. 
then enjoy a delicious dinner. Most of Maine goes to bed by 10 p.m., but in the big city, we stay up until at least one in the morning. It's a very funny book, very humorous. Go to the theater, the movies, or catch a hot local band or a national act with a Portland tour date. Stop right there. Many, many national recognition bands, groups, up till this day have Portland, Maine as their start. Of many national tours, how about rolling down 295 out of Portland, Maine, Jackson Brown, just for one? Play darts or shoot pool in one of the dozens of saloons in the cobblestoned Oldport, and when you see the moon casting silver light onto the islands in Casco Bay, you'll be happy you came to Portland. Again, recantering. 23 years ago, when the book was authored, and Portland, Maine, most assuredly was a thriving, vibing tourist attraction with huge cruise ships. Cruise ships. Okay, we got about eight more minutes. If you're still there, continuing with the book, we have people. Portland is the state's cultural, business, and population center. Home to the state's top art museums and galleries, we have the largest symphony, pretty well renowned also, the most accomplished theater and dance companies in Maine's only professional sports teams. 23 years ago, were the Double A baseball's Portland Sea Dogs, which are alive and well as we speak, the then American Hockey League's Portland Pirates. Been many teams over the years. It is still a semi-NHL pro hockey team club, but it's no longer the Portland Mariners. And coincidentally, they won the Calder Cup, the equivalent to the Stanley Cup, their very first year in existence, way back when, right here in Portland, Maine. Continuing from the book verbatim. A handful of small colleges and two of Maine's largest hospitals were within city limits. One of them is now defunct and more satellite operational, still in operation. But this is 23 years ago. There was two brick and mortar, maybe three, on an osteopathic version of a hospital. 23 years ago. And as this book was authored, reading verbatim, then almost a quarter of Maine's population, then about 230, 230. Let's try that again. 230,000 people were the equivalent of the entire state 23 years ago. We're barely over a million people populous in this state now. 23 years later. We were nowhere near broaching it 23 years ago. <laughs> Now, previous, previous to him authoring this book in 2000, the his words verbatim. Now, then, until 25 years ago, you understand? Now, 48 years ago. Now, I'm reading a book that was authored 20 years ago. Plus, and he's intimating in the book 25 years preceding that. That I think is 48 years. I might need my abacus and a calculator or whatever. 
Continuing, almost a quarter of Maine's population then redundancy. Two hundred and thirty thousand people actually lived in Greater Portland at that time, with about sixty-five percent of I'm sorry, sixty-five thousand of them living in the city proper. You see, locally, those of you that are in Earshot that live here certainly know this. We call some townships Greater Portland. That adds to the census takers and all of that. But in the city of Portland, 25 years ago, it, it barely was 65,000 people, and that was the largest populous city still. But that was then. The whole state didn't even have a million people then. It barely does now. So, his words. From 23 years ago, until 25 years ago, him quoting at that time, Portland was very Caucasian, but thanks to the resettlement of political refugees from Vietnam, Cambodia, and several several African countries, the community is now about 10% non-white. His words from the book 23 years ago. It's a joke if you continue to listen. There's a point to this. If I stopped right there, what would be your first opinion? Oh my God, that guy's racist and all. Right? 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 So continuing in a humorous way, when we all could get over ourselves, by main standards, that's quite diverse. It was a joke. And more transplants live in Portland than anywhere else in the state, giving the city an almost cosmopolitan flair. Twenty-three years ago, when this book was authored, people watching could be a full-time, you know, people watching in the city, standing by watching the people, the tourists. He's very funny. It's very humorous. It was very harmless. The they did nothing at the time in the local Casco Bay tour field. They did field interviews with tourists, and everybody took it in stride. Understood that it was humor. He was very forthcoming and engaging and guiding them to local restaurants and hotels and all of that. It was humor. Remember humor? Okay, I'm going to finish up the first part of the first chapter, and we'll exit stage right, and we'll continue this tomorrow. His comments of the local community in Greater, well, no, Portland per se, mostly Old Port, but expanding out. His some of his comments then. Jokingly, but very true, at the time, pierced hipsters. That's when it really came in. You had your nose, your ears, your elbows, and all the power to you. Piercing. I don't care about any of that, but it was pretty prevalent then, and it was pretty well represented in Portland, Maine back then. It's very funny. Piss hipsters sell coffee to the homeless in the bankers. Emphasis on homeless. Which, yep, was prevalent 23 years ago. Obviously, nowhere's near the degree and magnitude of the following 23 years. In the bankers, punk kids with fuchsia mohawks. Remember, 
23 years ago. Mohawks. <laughs> and remember how they say everything comes full circle? I don't know. Mohawks are pretty prevalent now. If you look around the, the NFL, for instance, <laughs> or whatever, the old adage that comes full circle. You live long enough, you will find that to be the case. <clears throat> Not always positively, but hopefully. People watching could be a full-time job thanks to the random and lively mix of social classes and a relatively small population. Again, repeating, pierce hipsters sell coffee to the homeless and the bankers, punk kids with fuchsia mohawks <laughs> sit on park benches next to muttering old men while Somali women in traditional dress wait for the bus. Fishermen reeking of rotten bait wait in line at sandwich shops behind stylish employees of the old port boutiques or boutiques. Bartenders take lunch orders from moneyed tourists, oblivious to the jealous starving artists perched a couple of stools away, nursing cheap beer and anxiously awaiting happy hour. You see, folks, it was all humor. It was humor, and everybody took it in a stride. I'm gonna go right to say bye bye for now, and I'll see you tomorrow. Hope you all join me, and we'll pick it up right where we left off. Thanks for being there, and you have a great, productive day. Be safe, be sound, and peace.